You're listening to the St. John's Diamond Creek Podcast, recorded live each Sunday at St. John's Anglican Church, Diamond Creek. This episode presented by Senior Minister Tim Johnson. you tonight. I encourage you to grab a Bible and uh, page 954, Colossians 1 from verse 28. And in actual fact, we're going to focus in really on uh, that one verse, Colossians 1, 28, uh, and focus on that in a little bit of detail. Uh, I want you to start by thinking back. Uh, so if you're a, a Christian uh, here with us tonight, uh, to think back over your life as a Christian over the last month, And think about, can you identify in the last month ways that you have grown in your relationship with Jesus over the last month? Uh, If that's too hard because it's too short a time frame, what about over the last year? You think back over the last year and think, you know, compared to this time last year, I I can see areas where I've grown with Jesus. Uh, What about over the last... 10 years, if you've been a Christian that long, many here might not have, but if you've been a Christian for a long time, what about over 10 years, um, how would you think you've grown in your relationship with Jesus? Uh, Maybe you're here tonight and you're not yet a follower of Jesus, you wouldn't uh, call yourself uh, a Christian, someone who follows Jesus, but if you think about your investigating of Jesus, maybe things that you've heard or learnt about Jesus... Over the last month or so, how do you reckon you've gone in terms of moving closer towards Jesus, being more impressed by him, thinking more about uh, who he is, what he teaches, what he calls us to do? Would you say you've moved closer to him or further away from him? We can think about that as individuals, but we can also think about it as a church community. Okay, If we think about Sunday at 6 or uh, St. John's as a whole, How do you reckon we as a community of people who follow Jesus have grown in the last month? Uh, What about in the last year or the last 10 years? Would there be identifiable things that you'd say, yeah, look, as a church community, I can see that we've we've moved in certain positive directions in terms of our following of Jesus and serving him. Now, I'm not pretending that these are easy questions to answer. It can be really hard, can't it, to remember where we were up to at a certain point to identify areas that we've grown. Um, Sometimes because uh, following Jesus, it happens in just uh, incremental ways that we grow. So it might be just small steps, a bit like trying to watch a tree grow. Um, Over longer periods of time, you see that it it does happen, but you don't sort of sit there and you're able to, to watch the growth as it happens. Sometimes it's slow growth and it's really hard to identify it as it's happening. Not always, though. Sometimes we experience really rapid growth in our lives, in our following of Jesus, where uh, God is just at work, God's Spirit is doing powerful things in our life and we can just see ourselves and experience it very strongly uh, moving forward. Uh, for me particularly... As uh, someone in late high school, year 11 and 12 particularly, huge growth times for me leaps forward in terms of my understanding of Jesus and following of him. Uh, And also when I was in my first few years of uni, where my faith was being challenged, where I was wrestling with big issues of life, and I was trying to work out, am I going to dump this whole Christianity thing, 
or am I going to keep following Jesus? That was also a huge growth time for me. And maybe in your own life you can identify times of real growth, rapid growth, where you were experiencing Jesus in powerful ways, you were learning things about him uh, and growing uh, deep in love with him. So sometimes it's like that, but sometimes it's just ticking along and it's hard to identify. And other times still we kind of drift or maybe move away from Jesus. Um, We sort of aren't as regular, uh, maybe in gathering with other Christians, we're not as regular as coming before God and we can feel ourselves drifting a little bit rather than growing in faith. And I wonder where you'd put yourself tonight as you think about your own life, where you're up to, uh, whether you are someone who's not yet a Christian, whether you're a new Christian or you've been Christian for ages, uh, how are you going in terms of growing in your relationship with Jesus as you think about it tonight? So we're continuing thinking about this new vision that we've come up with as a church, Vision 2022, and uh, we're thinking about the elements within that vision and we're thinking about the Bible passages which have uh, inspired that vision, uh, motivated us as we put it together. So again, our vision is uh, we aim to be an intergenerational community which is loving like Jesus, growing in Jesus and sharing Jesus. Uh, A couple of weeks ago, Kirk spoke to us about being an intergenerational community. That is, we've got a whole range of people of different ages in our church, and we think that that's really great, really valuable, that regardless of how young or old we are, we're united in Jesus, we're brothers and sisters together, and there's great benefits in helping each other to grow as an intergenerational community. Last week, we talked about loving like Jesus. We thought a bit about, why should I bother loving other people? What are the motivations for loving other people? And how do we start thinking about the practical steps that we might take to show love to one another? Uh, Today you might have guessed that we're talking about growing in Jesus, Uh, both as a church community, as an individuals. We're thinking about, you know, what does it look like to grow more like Jesus, to keep moving forward in faith? Uh, Because again, whether you're not yet a Christian a new Christian or you've been Christian for ages, um, we want to be growing closer to Jesus rather than moving away from him. And so the place that we will be in a month or a year or in 10 years' time, we would hope, is actually further along the path of living like Jesus, being closer in relationship with him, loving him more and knowing him better. Uh, When we were wrestling with the wording of our vision, we were trying to work out, you know, what what word captures this idea? Uh, And we went with growing, uh, and that's a good word. Uh, It's a a biblical word. Um, So last week I spoke about the fruit of the Spirit, um, the characteristics that the Holy Spirit develops uh, within our lives as followers of Jesus. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I only know that because I learned a song when I was um, out at Sunday um, club as a kid, and I can still remember it. That was something that I was taught and learnt and grow. But the idea of fruit is that fruit grows, okay? And we want the Holy Spirit to be developing these different characteristics in our lives and that they be displayed more and more Uh, in our lives as we grow. So growing is a good word, uh, and it's a biblical word. 
But there's another word that probably occurs more often in the Bible, uh, and that's the word maturing. Again, it's an organic image, um, like growing. Um, Probably slightly different nuance in it to growing. Um, So if you think about maturing, what do you you think of when you hear maturing? Call, Call it out. Help me out. When you hear the word maturing, what do you, what do you think of? Sorry? Growing up. Growing up. So it can be like, the, the physi- like physically growing up, we mature, we use it that sort of way. What else? Wrinkles. Wrinkles. Yeah, more of a, more of a um, kind of a negative. We, like they're mature, we use as kind of a, uh, uh, what's the word? Um, as a way of, rather, we don't want to say they're old, so we say mature. Yep. But we can use not only physically, we can use it sort of, Um, emotional maturity, we can talk about it in terms of maturing in character. Um, The first one I thought of was wine. (laughs) Thanks. Catherine, you should have called it out, so I I didn't seem like such a a wino. Cheese as well. Yeah, someone said to me this morning, there's like this this ad, mainland cheese or something like that, where they talk about maturing cheese and they have to leave it there for longer. But, well, with wine and cheese, it's about complexity of flavour, slow development, um, physically maturing or emotionally maturing is about um, growing up and developing uh, those characteristics. And it's that word that we find uh, in our Bible passage in Colossians. Uh, As I said, when I started doing this, I thought we'd tackle the whole lot. And it was one of those talks where, in the end, I thought, there's enough in this one verse that's going to keep us busy and have enough in it uh, for us to chew over. So I'm just going to focus on Colossians 1.28, He is the one we proclaim, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. And in that verse, we've got the goal that we're aiming for and we've also got the method uh, for getting there. Uh, First of all, we need a little bit of context to help us because the verse starts, he is the one we proclaim. Who's the he being spoken about? Paul's talking about Jesus And he's had a lot to say about Jesus at the start of the book of Colossians. So he's talked about the fact that Jesus is the very image of the invisible God. If you want to know what God is like, you can look at Jesus. He reflects the character of the invisible God, God who we can't see. Jesus is responsible for creation coming into being. And not just the stuff that we can see, the world around us, but Jesus is responsible for angels, for powers and authorities that exist in the world, the invisible things in heaven as well as the visible things in earth. Jesus is responsible for all of that. Jesus is the one who is the first uh, risen from the dead, defeating death. He's the head of the church. He's in charge of everything that the church does. He's the one who has brought reconciliation between heaven and earth through his blood shed on the cross. He is the one who has brought reconciliation to individuals like you and me, if you're a follower of Jesus. Paul says he's the fulfillment of God's plan. God's been working on this plan from generation to generation, and it comes to its centre and its fulfillment in Jesus. He's the one who has done it. And Paul says Jesus also lives in us. He is living in us by his Holy Spirit. So when he says he is the one we proclaim. That's who he's talking about, this incredible Jesus that he's just laid out all of the details of what he's done. He's the one we proclaim. 
admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. So the goal that we're aiming for is at the end of that verse. So that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. Now get how comprehensive that is when you look at that. It is for everyone, okay? And it is that everyone be fully mature, not just half mature, partially mature, a little bit mature, but fully mature in Christ. So maturing or growing is not just for the keen beans, it's not just for the young or for the old, it's not just for new Christians or people who've been Christians for ages, it is for everyone, this is what everyone should be working on and doing. And it keeps going until we are fully mature in Christ. So just out of interest, I've been taking a survey over the day to try and get a percentage within our church as to how we're going. Just put your hand up if you are fully mature in Christ. I'm just trying to gauge. Good. Everyone has self-awareness across the entire day. I've had no hands up because we're not there yet. Even if we've been following Jesus for a long time, none of us would say, well, I'm fully mature in Christ. It's a work that goes on for an entire lifetime, and it's the work of more than a lifetime. You never actually get there, even after a lifetime of working at it and doing it. It's a goal that we're aiming for, but it doesn't fully happen until Jesus comes back or until we die and we go to be with Jesus and he fully transforms us to be the people that he wants us to be. Uh, I don't know whether you've been following the news or the St John's Facebook feed um, to hear that Billy Graham uh, died this past week. So Billy Graham, I I spoke about him a couple of weeks ago uh, in a talk. He was someone who spent his life telling other people about Jesus. Millions and millions of people heard about Jesus uh, because Billy Graham shared that news. Uh, Biggest crowd ever at the MCG was uh, during his 1959 uh, talks about Jesus, where it was just packed in, people coming to hear about Jesus. Uh, So he'd been following Jesus a long time, he'd been serving Jesus a long time, he'd been someone who'd been growing and trying to uh, know more about Jesus, love Jesus more, grow in his relationship with him. But even at 99, when he died, this great old saint, he was still not there. He was not fully mature in Christ except now that he has died and he's seen Jesus face to face, as the Bible says, we'll be like him because we'll see him face to face with Jesus in heaven. So we don't fully achieve the goal in, the life, in our lifetime, but we need to be heading there. It is about growing, taking steps forward, getting closer and closer, growing in relationship with Jesus, growing in our understanding of Jesus, growing in our love for him. The fact that it talks about being fully mature speaks to the fact that following Jesus should impact every single part of our life. And maturity is about developing in a whole variety of different areas. So if we're thinking about being fully mature, here's some questions that you could be asking yourself if you're um, growing to full maturity in Christ. Here's some good questions. Am I growing in the way that I pray? Would I say that I am praying more or less than I used to? Am I learning new ways to pray? Is it becoming more natural to just fall into conversation with Jesus through the day as I encounter different situations? Am I growing in that sort of area? 
Am I growing in the way that I live out my faith at school? More willing to own that I'm a follower of Jesus when I'm amongst my mates at school or at work or at home? Am I growing in the way that I deal with conflict, difficult situations, trying not to avoid conflict and run away from it, but not being someone who just wants to spoil for a fight all the time, but dealing with it in healthy ways, reflecting the teaching of Jesus? Am I growing in my speech? Do I use my words well, not to gossip, not to slander, not to cut people down, but to encourage people to speak truth in love and to build other people up? Am I growing in my awareness of how God has wired me, the sort of God-given gifts that I've been given, uh, and using those to serve other people? Do I understand myself better in terms of who God's made me to be, and am I putting that into practice in the way that I serve? Am I growing in my attitude to money and wealth? Growing so that I'm, I'm not dependent on just having stuff, but actually having a freedom to use what I have to serve other people and to serve God? Am I growing in contentment? Am I able to rely on God no matter what the circumstances I'm facing? Am I growing in my commitment to other Christians? Am I more committed to trying to help other people grow in their faith and finding ways to do it? Am I growing in hospitality, wanting to use um, what I have, um, my home, my life, whatever opportunities I have to share with other people and to serve other people in hospitable ways? Am I growing in my dependence on God, So even when I'm in tough situations, hard situations, suffering or difficulties, that I'm actually depending on God more in those situations. Am I growing in my ability to speak about Jesus with other people, learning how to answer questions that my friends might have, learning when I should just shut up and love people and show them Jesus' love in action? Now, I'm not pretending that's a comprehensive list. It's not. I'm just scratching the surface. But what I'm trying to show is that full maturity in Christ covers every aspect of our lives, and there's so many things that we need to think about. And maybe there's a few things there that you've identified already and think, no, I'm not growing in those areas. How might I? Well, one way would be if there's someone within the church community that you know is further down the track than you in that area, that you could talk to them about it, ask them, how do you do this? in terms of prayer or knowing your gifts or whatever it might be to grow. It's a big goal. Being fully mature covers every aspect of life, which is why it's the work that's going to take us through a lifetime and we need to be keep growing. Um, I often look at um, people uh, in our church who are just very mature, godly people, years older than me, and think, I want to be like those people when I get to their age. But see, the, the key to doing it is that I'm actually growing now because I won't get there in leaps and bounds. I'm going to have to take those steps of growth now so that when I'm their age, I will have their depth of maturity and reliance on Jesus. They didn't get there in a rush. It's been that steady build of trusting Jesus through all sorts of circumstances. And often, actually, it's the hard circumstances the struggles, the difficulties where we're just clinging on in desperation to Jesus that some of our best growth happens. Sometimes we think growing has to be 
you know, all flashy stuff moving forwards, but sometimes like a tree, it's the roots going deep, clinging onto the earth as we cling onto Jesus in the hard times, that character is nurtured most deeply within us. So maturity is a process that affects every single part of our life. And it's a process that has to keep on going because life changes. So even when we think we've got it all sorted out, even when we think we're going pretty well with Jesus at the moment, we don't know when there's something new around the corner which we're going to have to face and wrestle with and think about what does it mean to live as a Christian, to keep following Jesus, to keep growing in Jesus in this new circumstance that I'm just facing? What does it mean to be a Christian now that I'm at school? What does it mean to be a Christian now that I'm at high school or now that I'm at university or now that I'm at TAFE? What does it mean to be a Christian now that I'm working? What does it mean to be a Christian now I'm retired? What does it mean to be a Christian now that I'm unemployed and I'm finding it hard to find work? What does it mean to be a Christian now that I'm in a relationship? Now that my relationship's broken up? Now that I'm engaged? Now that I'm married? Now that I'm divorced? Now that my spouse of many years has died and I'm grieving their loss? What does it mean to be a Christian now that I've got small children? Or now that I've got teenagers? Or now that the kids have left home? Or now that I've got grandkids or great-grandkids? Or now that my child or my grandchild has died before I have? What does it mean to be a Christian as I struggle with mental illness? What does it mean to be a Christian as I struggle with physical illness or my own increasing frailty? What does it mean to be a Christian as I face my own death? See, each new stage that we go through, and in our church community, there is someone going through all of those new stages. It's a new thing for them at the moment, wrestling with the question, what does it look like to follow Jesus now in this new circumstance? And all of these things might be down the track for everyone here in terms of the different circumstances that life's going to throw at us. And each new stage requires new thinking, new growth, new change, new wrestling with what it looks like to keep following Jesus, keep trusting Jesus, keep growing in Jesus in that circumstance. Uh, I used to uh, meet up with uh, a group of guys when I was at university. We had a thing called the prayer square. We thought it was pretty cool because there was four of us and we used to share and pray with each other. Yeah, it's bad. Okay. (laughs) And... You know, we'd share our lives with each other and we'd pray for each other. Who can guess what the main issue we shared with each other about needing to grow in godliness and following Jesus when we were at university? What? Call it out. Ladies, of course. It was all about, you know, sexual purity and doing the right thing, you know, because we were four blokes at university. Of course that's what we were talking about. We then met again ten years later, kind of reunion of the prayer square, and we shared and... You know, we're all, we're all married by that time. And do you know the main issue for everybody? It's about the idolatry of home ownership and, and renovating your home. That was kind of like, now that's the big issue uh, in our lives. But see, life changes and different challenges come along at different stages of life. There'll be different temptations and there'll be different things that we wrestle with 
But in all of them, we want to keep growing in Jesus. That's what being fully mature looks like. So that's the goal, that everyone may be fully mature in Christ. So that's the goal. What's the method for achieving it? Well, uh, have a look in your Bibles at the start of verse 28, because I reckon that's where Paul has a stab at it there. He says, He is the one we proclaim, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom. So if you want to grow in Jesus, you've got to fix your eyes on Jesus. You've got to pay attention to Jesus and who he is to understand him better, to speak about him and to learn his way of life. So Paul's saying the focus of what he spoke about, his proclamation, speaking ministry, was to proclaim Jesus, to speak about Jesus all of the time. And that's what we want to do here at St. John's as well. We want Jesus to be the one that we speak about, to be the centre of our life together. So our mission as a church is know Jesus, make Jesus known. It is all about Jesus. So when you come to church, when you go to your life group, when you gather with other Christians, I hope you're talking about Jesus and that you hear Jesus spoken about all of the time because it's all about him. If we're going to grow to maturity in Jesus, we need to be speaking about Jesus regularly. But Paul gets more specific here when he talks about what proclaiming Jesus looked like. He breaks it down. We proclaim Jesus admonishing and teaching everyone. Actually, literally, it says admonishing everyone and teaching everyone. Okay? Again, here's this comprehensive vision. Everyone is to grow in maturity, therefore admonishing everyone and teaching everyone. Now, I'm guessing that you probably sit more comfortably with the teaching bit than the admonishing bit. Admonishing is about challenging, warning, pulling up uh, behaviour that's sort of out of step with the claim to be a Christian, uh, advising each other along the way in our relationship with Jesus. It's about lovingly pointing out inconsistencies uh, with how we're living or how we're thinking uh, as we claim to be followers of Jesus. Uh, and I reckon that this is something that many of us don't like to do. I think it's my observation that as a church this is a bit of a weak area for us. Uh, we spoke last year a lot about conflict and dealing with conflict in healthy ways. And there can be a tendency, I think, in our church to avoid conflict, to want to not deal with it. Um, we're not very good at addressing, with it, addressing it. So if we've got an issue with a person, we don't like to talk to them directly. We'd rather talk to someone else and hope they speak to the other person for us or maybe just ignore it and hope the problem goes away, or if we ignore it, maybe the other person will go away so that we don't have to deal with it. Um, now, I'm not pretending it's easy. My natural inclination is to want to avoid conflict too. But as we've seen in the Bible, Jesus actually instructs us for dealing with conflict and says, you've got to go directly to the other person and talk to them face to face. And if we're thinking about challenging one another and helping one another to grow, we've, we've got to do it. We've got to actually tackle hard situations out of love for each other. Uh, and I think when we avoid talking to someone, we think we're doing the loving thing. Um, I don't want to cause a fuss or I don't want to cause a stir. I don't really want to address that with them. I'm loving them. But is it really loving if someone's heading off in the wrong direction 
or they're not going to be helped in growing in their relationship with Jesus. Love is about serving the other person. Love is about wanting the best for the other person. Love is sometimes costly and difficult. It involves challenge and accountability to one another. And it's a necessary component of maturity and growth. I'm not a gardener, but I'm led to believe that if you want to grow nice roses or fruit trees, you've actually got to prune off branches which are stopping the the fruit or the flowers from growing. It's actually good for the plant to cut some of the branches off so it can focus its energy in producing fruit or producing flowers. It's not a loveless thing for the gardener to snip off branches. It is actually for the good growth of the tree. Um, And it's the same with us. We actually are helped when people point out areas where it's not so helpful for us in our relationship with Jesus. It might not be comfortable to experience that and to hear it, but it's good in terms of the end product, our growth in relationship with Jesus. We've tried to capture this sort of idea in our vision when we speak about encouraging one another and keeping each other accountable in our faith. Um, Again, sometimes people balk at that idea of keeping each other accountable, but it's not about hitting people over the head or trying to be a moral policeman. It's about saying, I love you enough and I care enough about you that I actually think that this is not the most helpful thing for you to be doing because it's not consistent with how God would have us live. It's a a key way to love one another. So we may not like it, but I want to encourage us to do it, to do it lovingly, to do it truthfully and graciously, but to challenge one another. Someone came up to me after church this morning and said, may I admonish you? Um, And I said, sure, I love being admonished. Um, Actually, you know, I don't love being admonished, but I know it's good for me, so come on, hit me, give it to me. It was actually to do with Um, my slides, and Andy's fixed them uh, for me so that they're much more readable. Anyway, that was a pretty light admonishing, but they they jumped on the bandwagon, so feel free to admonish me uh, after the service about something else. So admonishing is about the challenge we give each other. The other part I think we're more comfortable with, and that's the idea of teaching. Um, So if we're going to be growing in maturity, it means we're going to be lifelong learners of Jesus. And our teaching, our learning, and our growth comes as we look at God's Word, the Bible. So a few verses earlier, in Colossians 1.22, Paul says um, that that his job is to present to you the Word of God in its fullness. And that's what we want to do at St. John's as well. Uh, In our vision, we use the phrase, we love to learn from God's word. One of our values in our vision is that we apply the Bible to every part of life. Um, This is our guidebook. God works by his Holy Spirit in our lives through his word. He takes his word, he applies it to our life uh, by by the power of his Holy Spirit. It's a a living word, It's, it's active, it works in our life to transform us, to challenge us, to change us. It shows us the way to live life in all of its fullness. And so we use it to teach everyone. Our children who are out there learning are looking at God's word. Um, In our youth ministries, we look at God's word. For adults, young and old, that's how we do it. We use it in our church services. We use it in our life groups. We use it in our outreach ministries. 
we encourage you to read it yourself, to apply it and think about what's, this, what's God saying to me today as I read his word? How do I need to grow and change and be challenged as I go to work today or to school today? What's it mean for me? In order to be fully mature, we need to keep learning, learning from God through his word. There's one more uh, little phrase in there that I haven't spoken about, and that is in the middle of verse 28. It talks about proclaiming Jesus, admonishing and teaching with all wisdom. With all wisdom. So wisdom is uh, really about applying knowledge and living life in the right way. Um, As we challenge each other and as we teach each other with the goal of growing in maturity, we want to be wise about the way that we do it. So when's it appropriate to challenge someone? When's it appropriate to encourage, to teach, to just be quiet? Right? There's no app that you can get on your phone which will tell you what to do. It requires understanding people, loving people, understanding situations, um, and being attentive to God's leading and God's spirit at work in our life as we do it. Um, I spend a lot of time praying for wisdom. It's one of those things that, as a leader within the church, I feel like, gee, I need a lot of wisdom to know what to do. Um, If it's going to be my job to help nurture and grow this community in Jesus, if it's going to be my uh, job to admonish, to offer challenge when we need to hear that, to to teach so that we can all grow, um, I need wisdom to do it. Um, So please pray for me. Please, Please pray for all of the leaders within our church and pray that we would have wisdom. But this is not a job which is just for leaders in the church. Just in case that you think, well, all of this stuff about us growing as a community, as individuals, is really the job of our pastors and leaders in the church. Uh, So they should get on with proclaiming and admonishing and teaching. Uh, Good on them. Flip over in your Bible to Colossians 3.16 and there's one of those pesky one another verses that I spoke about last week. You know, the really annoying ones that tell us that it's not just the job for leaders in the church but we all have to do it and we're all responsible for each other. You've pretty much got an echo of Colossians 1.28 there in Colossians 3.16. This is what it says. Let the message of Christ, let the message of Jesus, dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another. So this is something that we've all got to do. And if we're all going to teach each other, if we're all going to admonish one another, then we all need wisdom to do it. So maturity is something that all of us need to be growing in. Everyone fully mature in Jesus. It's the responsibility for all of us to be growing in maturity and wanting to become more like Jesus. But it's the responsibility for all of us to help each other grow to maturity. We've all got a role to play as we assist and work together to do it. And so all of us actually need wisdom as we aim to do it, as we aim to grow and as we aim to help one another grow. So as you're praying for me for wisdom, I need to be praying for you for wisdom and we need to be praying for each other that we would be wise and that we would be doing this well. It's a big goal, it's a big challenge, but really this is what the Christian life is all about. 
As we follow Jesus, we want to be more like him. We want to be transformed so that we reflect him more and more, which is what maturity in Christ is all about. So let me pray for us as we do that. Jesus, we thank you that you are so incredible and we do want to be more like you. We want to reflect your character, your love um, in, in all of our life, in every aspect of it. Uh, so please help us to grow. Please fill us with your spirit and empower us uh, to become more like you. Please help us to uh, work with each other, to teach each other, to challenge each other where that is needed so that we can keep growing like you. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us. If you've got any questions about this podcast, connect with us on our website, stjohnsdc.org.au or at facebook.com slash stjohnsdc. Don't forget, you can join us live in Diamond Creek every Sunday at 9.30am and 6pm.